2: Well, welcome back to the Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit. I am Aaron, the Almighty Crit, and we'd like to welcome you to a very special episode of Mumbling Four, where we talk season one. I'm going to wander around and introduce our players and the characters they played this season. Unfortunately, Mark is not going to be here. Um, He's still sick and uh, we can't get, we can't get Michelle either to talk about Blix because she's sick too. But that's all right. So let's start with Ariel this time.
0: <laughs> um, I'm Ariel, I played Osman for the good chunk of the season and then played Granny Aggie. And okay, her name is Agatha Bartron.
2: Agatha Mm Bartran. Agatha Bartran. I have some questions, but we'll wait. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel? Um, Daniel,
3: I played Tariff Mousling for all of the season. The MVP. (laughs) And as said in a previous episode, I can't remember how many far back. uh, Tariff is not his real name. Uh, If you want to hear it, listen
2: to that episode because I'm not going to tell you. You wow. can't tell him to listen to the other episode and make him have to hunt for it. Yeah, you have well.
1: to, no. You listen to every single episode
2: and then <laughs> oh. you'll find
1: out. I know I know which episode number it is off the top of my head where he tells his full name.
2: Oh my gosh. His full
3: name because Tariff is fake. Technically, it's a combination of his name, but.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: All right, Travis.
1: He's now Tariff, Master of Destiny. I'm Travis. I played Ampersand the Other or Neo Rack Mountain Drifter. And I've got a bag of chips coming through my room right now. Crinkle, crinkle. So, yeah, sorry. I played Ampersand the Other. I came in on episode 17. Was it 17? I thought it was 15 you came in on. No, it was episode 17. Who let the barbarian out? Who, 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 who? who? <laughs>
2: Uh, Mark played uh, R.I.P. Gaston. Gaston Belgen. Oh, I'm
1: oui, sure. oui.
2: <laughs> The Iron Chef. The Iron Chef. And he also played Madlock Crocs, the creepy old oh druid. guy. such a weird,
1: <laughs> creepy old man.
2: And Michelle played Blix, the gremlin artificer. So with all that being said, also, Ser- Whoa. Ser- Whoa.
1: Sergio played.
2: Oh, yeah. We got to give yep. Sergio some cred here. Sergio from the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast, my co-host, and from the Phantom U pod, uh, played our wonderful Jimmy Really Rad. And we got, we got to talk about Wolf, too. Yeah. Wolf played. Wolf's Lore. Uh, yeah. Wolf's Lore, one of our top fans, and he's now also our... Uh, he's got a lot of job titles. He is our uh, host, our guest, not host, sorry. He's our guest uh, coordinator. He's our assistant merch designer and our assistant uh, sponsor coordinator.
1: He's doing lots of things.
2: He's doing lots of things for us. He's an awesome dude. I
1: think he's a secret. uh, I think he's a secret Silicon Valley billionaire.
2: I think so too. (laughs) But he played our wonderful, I'm just going to call him Goose because that's He's goose.
1: He's goose. Made me touch it his was berries. berries. We made me touch his gooseberries. Did not like it.
2: Uh, so, let's just dive into this. Uh, season one ended on a cliffhanger for some characters. So, what happened with Granny Aggie? I
0: imagine... Since she has Ampersand's soul, Mm -hmm. that Ostra came to her and Granny requested that she be the one to give Ampersand a soul back.
1: I like that. No, I sense another Patreon episode coming up. I sense
2: another Patreon episode coming on, too.
0: Oh, okay. So, do you not want me to? You know say what?
2: It? Let's let's save it. You know what? Let's let's spoil our patrons just a little bit more. Yes. So, instead of just the Madlock uh, episode, we're also going to give you the End Time episode. That's so yeah. Well, let's save more. Let's save the closings. More
1: work for Ariel. Yay! <laughs> Woohoo! <sighs>
2: Uh, so let's talk about well then let's skip right into feelings like how did we feel about season one holy crap
0: it was awful
2: <laughs> you can't say that about your own show <laughs> It's
0: not my show it's your show
2: uh, Okay. Oh little... snap son I mean honestly how did we feel about it I truly enjoyed the twists and turns you guys threw at me I always do but
0: I had a lot of fun it was a fun season fun characters a mm-hmm. lot of ridiculous shit happening yeah. it, it was a blast
2: it was Daniel's
0: just
3: sitting there yeah. staring at me awkwardly because yep. I was the cause of some of that ridiculous. <laughs>
2: <laughs> dad's not mad okay just, dad's, dad's I'm, I'm actually honestly impressed just <laughs> some of it not all of it just some of
3: yeah. it because <laughs> then then ampersand helped out
4: yeah oh,
2: oh my goodness
1: Hmm. So, Daniel, how did you feel about this first season, Daniel?
2: Stop looking around the room. Nobody can see you on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they can try. They can try. It was good. That's when all I, he's got to say. I, when I was
3: causing havoc,
1: it was good. It was all right. It was good. I cast. I cast. Right. I cast piano. There are four of me. I'm gonna <laughs> crash cymbals. We're fighting somebody. You gonna help? I'm gonna I'm gonna run and hide,
3: or I'm gonna stick my tongue out at them. I'm
1: gonna stick my tongue out. At them. <laughs> oh well, how did you feel, Travis, about season one? I enjoyed it immensely. Like I said, I came in on uh, this. I believe it was the 17th episode of the season. I was an mm-hmm. avid I was an avid listener up to that point, and. I really appreciate you guys asking me to jump on Charlie's crazy train for this adventure. Uh,
2: I couldn't have, I couldn't have asked for a better cast member, honestly. I'm so glad you joined us. Don't, don't give me a look, Daniel. I love you too. (laughs) All my cast members are great. Well, I just I just couldn't ask for some of the I've got some of the best cast members for this team. Mm-hmm.
1: Say, I know you and Mark. I've known you and Mark for a couple of yeah. years through through work. I've never met I had never met Ariel or Daniel till that first day I showed up, and I in that episode where Amber is introduced, and I just was loud and bananas. Ariel's eyes got real big, and <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, they don't know me. They don't know that I'm always cranked up to 12. (laughs) (sighs) This is how I is. (laughs) And I really enjoyed playing this character. I enjoyed getting back into the swing of things, especially with you guys, because it's just it's awesome to be part of a group where everybody meshes together so well. And having a DM who is just like, yeah, it's a stupid idea. Let's go with it. Let's see where it goes. Let's see. Okay, yeah.
2: I-, I I love I love the energy that this group brings because it meshes so well. It's easy for me to say. And that's another thing too with the experience at tabletop games that oh, this entire group has. It's easy for me to say, yeah, let's go with it because. It's not that you guys are bringing things to the table that are going to be overpowered and game-breaking. It's things that you bring that are entertaining to the table. And that's why I'm so willing to just go, you know what, fuck it, let's do it. So we've talked about how this podcast makes us feel. Let's talk about some of our favorite moments.
0: I've got one. Oh, let's hear it. Well, I have a few, but my probably say my first favorite moment was when... It was way back in the beginning of the season. Michelle was still here. And when she bit my ankle and crit (laughs) and then I kicked her teeth in and crit. Yeah. Like that was one of my favorite moments because it was just perfect. We both critted and it was just great.
2: And for those of you thinking at home that we fudge rolls, that was all natural. All these rolls are all natural. Yeah.
0: Yeah, except for the almighty crit die.
2: Okay, yeah, but that's, that's just a fun little thing. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> that's a fun little thing. That's
1: a fun little thing.
2: I I was thrown back when she crit on you, and I'm like, oh, fuck. And then you turn around, and you're like, I'm going to kick her in the teeth. And then you crit around. I was like, oh, oh, yeah.
1: This is glorious.
0: <laughs> I laughed so hard. It was perfect.
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, and... As a listener at that time, loved it. Loved that she lost all of her teeth and then <laughs> had to figure out how to get teeth. It was very good. <clears throat> <laughs> um, I could I could give you multiple great, like, favorite parts of the season. Uh, just early on with Tariff getting mouse snapped. And that being the continuing theme for his character. I got mouse snapped. Just being being his character arc and his obsession with letting everybody know. I got mouse snapped. Um I got mouse snapped. Yeah. Yeah. I would say some, but the um the Patreon exclusive Mad Lib episode is my favorite everything. Because It is just nonstop bonkers. And we had so much fun recording it. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's where it's time for shovels came from. (laughs) That's where Tolliver the Crosscat came from.
2: And the thing is, is that honestly, I intended that to be just a small little fun thing for patrons.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: That Patreon episode has truly forged the path for the rest of the season.
1: Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. That's the first and only time in my life I ever heard of a belching diaper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. I, uh, and I love the fact that that was an episode that we created together. Yeah. The entire storyline was done based off of an entire madlib.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not done with favorite favorite moment uh, when Gaston got killed by accident.
2: That was that was a favorite moment for you.
1: Yeah, because it showed like you guys aren't fudging rules. It's what happens happens. You lose a character, you lose a character. You lose a character because of somebody in the in the party casting lightning at a creature holding a metal man yeah yeah and it was Uh, and it definitely was that it was this is this is how you lost your character sorry Um,
2: I'm gonna save that I'm gonna save some of the things I want to bring up with that for later when we talk about sad moments because there's quite a few I'll leave it I'll leave it alone but yes yeah no I mean it wasn't a favorite part for me I fucking hated that. (laughs) (laughs) I just killed somebody's character. And not to mention, it was one of the favorite characters on the podcast.
0: My bad. Uh,
2: (laughs) I'm like, uh. and the thing is, as I went into this, I was like, all right, I got to dumb this kraken down a little bit. Even though it's a baby kraken, they're still pretty OP. I just want to give them the sense of fear for a little bit. But I know it's not going to kill them. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, then it, everything went fucking sideways.
1: <laughs> it didn't kill them at all. They killed themselves.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I will say the cast did a wonderful job on that moment, making everyone cry because there's been, I think four times in this podcast where I have my pers- myself personally began to cry. And that was one of them.
0: Oh, When Blix did her little talk mm-hmm. over Gaston and said that she lied and she loved his cooking or whatever it was that she said. That's what got me.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Daniel, what do you got for a favorite moment?
3: Uh, it's multiple moments, but it's any time that I could either throw off another member of the cast <laughs> or the, the DM <laughs> when like uh, by... Annoying them. <laughs> like <laughs> when I would constantly bring up Bing Mouse Snap.
2: Anytime I could fuck with somebody, that was my favorite moment.
3: <laughs> or when I threw the barmaid off when I told her that uh, somebody changed the lyrics of my song. So don't <laughs> think you expected that.
1: <laughs> and then she believed uh, you. She's like, oh yeah, of course, they did. You're right. Yeah.
3: Making all the bar people uh, look at me when I was dragging the chair. Dragging the chairs. Dragging the chair away from the table when Blix got on the table to further infuriate her so anytime I could cause somebody an issue was always fun and a favorite time because I think I even had Osman questioning her sanity at one point because of Tariff's
0: antics probably yeah probably (laughs) but Osman was attached to Tariff because that was just pure innocence I don't think in the beginning
2: not in the beginning in the beginning you all hated each other I was fine Osmond hated everyone and none of you knew why he
1: still does to this day
2: yeah he does he hates everybody even the last episode where it was a very sad moment and Ampersand was gone you were like so who's the old bitch you
1: know what though you know what in the Patreon episode though Osmond I did get a hug from Osmond though
2: you did yeah Mm -hmm. you did I mm, mm-hmm The Patreon episode.
0: Yeah, that was pretty sad. Yeah. It's not that Osman didn't care about Ampersand. That's not it at all.
3: He didn't care about Tariff. (laughs) (laughs) He left us.
2: He left us. So I have to say my favorite moment of this entire season, my top tier moment was the oh shit moment from you guys. When you fought the two horsemen, <laughs> the oh shit moment when y'all realized you're gonna get fucked up,
1: and then one disappeared. Nah. One disappeared in yeah, two ways. One, one disappeared, disappeared. All together. Yeah.
2: The because it was no oh shit. Yeah, this the thing is it was no oh shit moment on both haps. I was like, I'm gonna fuck them up. They're not gonna die, but I'm gonna fuck them up. <laughs> And the oh shit moment for me was when you turn around and was like, oh, portal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My noodle gateway that shit. And then he just goes. Yep. I'm like, okay, well, I'm down to one now. So that's great. The oh shit moment for you guys was when you realize even one was incredibly powerful. Yeah. And it was fucking everyone up, especially when it summoned the dragons.
1: Well, when it caused an earthquake and destroyed half the city we were in.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was that was my top moment because at that moment it felt like real. I mean, it's always felt like real role playing game, but that moment, it really felt like the shit had gotten deep and everybody really got into character in that moment because nobody wanted to die.
0: Yup. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: So I've asked a lot of questions. I'm sure the cast has questions of their own.
1: I need to ask Ariel about the Halloween episode that she ran. Okay. When we go in, we go into the haunted house and we go into the real first room and the skeleton archer comes out and ampersand just open palm smacks his head off while he's eating popcorn was that was that alright I mean was that was, <laughs> that was that fight a little shorter than you were expecting
0: oh no that was perfectly fine I thought it was hilarious
1: oh, good good
2: <laughs> good I didn't hear anyone complain about it so no
0: <laughs> no it was funny I just thought it was funny
2: uh, oh my god so the uh sorry, sorry. No, that moment I I will never forget that moment personally because of the fact that I th- honestly thought we were going to get our shit fucked up. <laughs> and then you just palm the dude.
0: Yeah, the <laughs> um skeleton and the ghost, they I put them in there because that was the easier direction to go. Yeah. So, phew, you could have sneezed on him and probably killed him.
1: Oh, so. don't take this away from me.
0: I mean, they were very hard. Very yes, difficult. That's
1: right. That's it right. would have
0: fucked your shit up, and here comes Amber Sand like a wrecking ball.
1: Yeah, Boom. thank you with a bag of popcorn. <laughs> so, oh uh, Daniel and Ariel, what were the like uh, with tariff? What was your end goal with tariff? What was your like? What was your goal? What like where did you where do you where did you see or where do you see tariff going?
3: Well, originally he was a merchant and then after he sold everything he never really got back on that track and then once he started the bard path i think then he just wanted to uh sow the seeds of chaos <laughs> not like an evil chaos but like causing mischief as far as annoying people and all that stuff so i don't think his in game i don't think he really had it in game other than causing more mischief and annoyance to people yeah. because he clearly went out of his way to annoy people if able that's why he would crash the symbols in people's faces all the time <laughs>
1: <laughs> <sighs> exactly Ariel With for you with Osman and then with Agatha like where did you see Osman going like the way the character the way the character played out is that how you saw that happening is that what you... Uh, were you happy? Is that how you wanted that character to end up?
0: Osman? I didn't see it coming. I seriously thought he was going to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, where I saw him going was dying within the season. Yeah. Because... I... When I made him... I did. I don't play spellcasters. So, I wanted to challenge myself... And then I realized Warlock in 5th edition sucks ass. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I can't do shit with him. So I really thought he was going to die and I would have been fine with it. But you know, I like his ending. Now he's as close to happy as Osman can get. Well, and as I a, wouldn't say he's happy,
1: as but an as an NPC now, Osman is a major player in that world.
0: Mhm and aggie oh i'm so glad she didn't die me too the old woman yes and where i see her going is she's gonna go back to reggie the real reggie Mm -hmm. and then go off an adventure again because she's bored and she's old so
1: (laughs) and we never touched on the connection between her and Ampersand that you have to be a Patreon to find out about.
0: hmm Because that's going to come up on the, I guess, now Patreon episode we're going to do about the end.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: So the season has ended. That is a definite ending. Our yeah. regular awesome subscribers and listeners, that is an ending. We should. We're, we may plan on doing a Lord of the Rings extra 20 other tying up loose ends. <laughs> so. But yeah. So Ag- Agatha is... Uh, I. It's, it's such a night and day difference between Osman. That character yeah, and the I, personality and, and the approach.
0: I by far had more fun with Aggie than I did Osman. I didn't hate him by any means. I made him a grumpy asshole. But... It was just way more fun playing a senile old woman who really wasn't senile. She was completely with it, but she plays senile so she can get her way. And she's not evil. She just, you know what? I'm going to play like I don't know what I'm doing and people are going to let me do things. So,
1: yeah. And you made cookies I for do. everybody. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. That last episode where. Jimmy really rad just followed you around because of your cookies. Yeah, <laughs> I honestly thought it was going to end in him giving you a marriage proposal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she would have politely declined because the real Howie is out there somewhere faking his death. So, to her, she's still married. Is the real Howie out there actually faking He's, his death? Uh, probably, honestly, dead by now.
2: Let's say he was human, so
0: she doesn't know. So. Hmm.
2: He's he was human. He wasn't special in any way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So Daniel, uh, Daniel, and Ariel answer that. Aaron, as the yes. Almighty Crit, as the one running this, and this is your world, and we're in it, we're playing. Did things go the way you had initially thought? I mean, I know you know you're running this. You have you have everything mapped out in your brain, and and you saw how things were going to go for this season. How badly did we knock you off the rails?
2: Honestly. <clears throat> I tend to have the DM style of there are no rails.
1: Okay.
2: I have objectives. There are no rails.
0: Choo-choo. <clears throat>
2: <laughs> I have objectives. So there may be tiny little train tracks that I force you down, uh, but they are very tiny and minute and inconsequential. Mm-hmm. I just need to get you to destinations. Um, That being said... There were three points in which you completely derailed my ideas. Mm-hmm. Now these points were appointing JCL as destiny. Uh, the whole point of JCL trying to get you to choose different people was essentially a two-part reason. He wanted to see what your, where your loyalties of choice lied. So was it a matter of you choosing him because he's obviously the better fit? Or was it a matter of him? You choosing him because he's the one who can grant you wishes. He wanted to know that your choice was out of a pure necessity and not a desire. Um, that didn't go as planned at all, because then everybody got pissed because he's trying to confuse the party into who to choose. Yeah. And I and chose. Yeah. Tariff. <laughs> <laughs> Which is I did not see coming.
1: Yeah. Give, um, give this to the black dragon and I want you to give this to so-and-so. He's like, no, I'm giving it to the mouse. He goes, fuck you. Yeah. And um, initially I was going to give it, I was going to give it to goat. I was going to, <laughs> I was going to make initially ampersand wanted to, had in his mind, he was going to make goat destiny. When he found out we were going to fight Destiny and destroy him, that's why he had the the Infernal War Machine made for Goat. So Goat could be a <laughs> Goat could be a just an impenetrable God of Destiny.
0: That's fucking awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so there was
2: that moment. Uh, another moment was the death of Gaston. I, was on, I had honestly pictured all of you be making it to the end. Um, but unfortunately, it did not play out that way. Um, I don't need to go much into that derailment because it's very obvious. Uh, another derailment was when you guys chose to, uh, instead of exploring Citadel City to find out more answers, you, you went, you did your thing, and you left. So I was like, okay, all the nice little clues I had put about you know being able to amass you know, a crew of people to help you fight at the end and things like that. Like it was completely cut cut, kaput. Because there was going to be an opportunity for you guys to ask the Silver knights to come and assist you with the fight against destiny. And they could have cast the anti-magic field. There was the opportunity to ask the um, dragons themselves to come assist you. Uh and they would have come and assisted you with taking care of the mob. So, you know, the the horsemen. Um there was the opportunity for you guys to ask even the elves that lived in uh the the magical forest with the four pole rabbits. You had the opportunity to ask them to come aid you to uh, you know, fortify defenses and there was opportunities to get essentially our, our, our army. Um that's not how the fumbling guys four roll. Come. No. Yeah, you guys just went in and like you're like, fuck it, we're here, we did our thing, we're out, done.
1: Jump in, like, oh, but the, jump in but feet the first and broke our break <laughs> jump in feet first and break our ankles. That's how it rolls.
2: Break both ankles. Jeez. Um the last one that really truly I don't it's not a derail, it's more of a I did not see it coming was when you were each offered a question with Univers and you know the questions i always I always anticipate something crazy coming from Ampersand. I did not see it coming from
1: Granny. Can he have his hat back? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I figured Granny would ask something along the lines of like, what's the easiest method to do this or you know, an actual question to aid you on your quest. Instead, you asked for a train hat, the a conductor's, conductor's hat. hat. yep. So that threw me through a loop and I was like, "Uh, uh." (laughs) ah, but no, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible derailment across the board. You ended up getting to the goal that I wanted, which was for having destiny completely eliminated from the uh, events of future games, which for those of you wondering, yes, the fumbling for story will always continue with the results of the party previous. So if for some odd reason the game ends and the party is not triumphant then it will be up to the second batch of heroes and then the following season to take care of that.
1: So the, even though the second season that will be coming up is going to be a new adventure it's all mm-hmm. having the repercussions from the first season.
2: Yeah, it's always a tie-in. The Which brings me up to brings me up to what i want to discuss is moving forward season two so we've briefly thrown hints and talks i think it's time we reveal our new characters
1: can i can i just bring something up about a second season can we not do a full episode where it's just us trying to find a wagon
0: (laughs) You ask for way too much out
2: of us. Yeah, <laughs> uh, okay. Honestly, that is the most talk about episode of season one. It was just
1: you guys looking for a wagon or how to fix a wagon, and then arguing about the wagon and arguing about how to fix the wagon. And then I were gonna, you not entertained? And then I will. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna hide in the hay while you guys argue about the wagon. I'm gonna go to sleep while there's a wagon. <laughs>
2: The fumbling four way. (laughs) So let's talk about a brief synopsis of season two before we jump into our character names. So season two is going to take place 10 years after the events of season one. Uh, We may have some returning character faces, as always, in the in the way of fumbling four. we may have some returning cameos, but they will be NPCs strictly. Mm hmm. Another thing is, is that season two will take place. The beginning of season two will take place in the Feywild, with with none other than Wild Beyond the Witchlight campaign. Now we're going to take a homebrew spin on the campaign. The entire campaign is not going to be by the book. Of course, I'm going to throw my own little spins on things as I always do. Uh, but it is a good place to take forth and. It is a good start to what season two is going to be all about, and that is dealing with the repercussions of not dealing with Mara in season one. Uh. And there will be a new enemy that rises from the Feywild that our new fumbling four party will have to contend with. So there's our brief synopsis of what to expect from season two. So let's get into our characters. Ariel, would you like to kick us off? Because I'm excited about these characters.
0: I see what you did there. <laughs> kick it off. <laughs> Let's kick it yes. off with my hair and gone.
2: Yes.
0: Which is rabbit folk. Mm-hmm. And her name is Vinlia Hella Harris.
2: Hella hairless.
0: Harris. Oh.
2: Harris. Come on. <laughs> Hella Harris. You're so there.
0: yeah, her name's Vinlia. She is a hair and gone monk.
2: Oh, we're going monk this time. Oh
0: yeah, she's going to mm-hmm. kick it off.
2: <laughs> so, do uh, what level are we starting?
1: That's your decision. This is your game. I believe you said level three. Mm-hmm. Dude, it
2: was twenty. Are we starting level three this season? All right, Travis. Who do you got?
1: Mm, I am playing, <laughs> uh, Wobbling White Tooth. Goblin, goblin wizard. I'm playing Woblin the Goblin. Wobbling
2: the Goblin. Mm-hmm.
0: I can't wait to see what he's like.
2: Do yeah. we have voices for these characters
1: yet, you two? Mm-hmm.
0: I'm working on it.
1: Yeah, because I'm taking it's a different. He's he's a goblin wizard. I yeah. just got done playing a giant idiot, so <laughs> I'm going to the opposite end. You know, goblin. How tall is a goblin?
2: oh uh, they're not very tall yeah tall. Well, is that like two, and a, two
1: and a half three feet two
2: and a half three feet yeah yeah
1: so this is something that Amperson may have thrown up against a tree at some point because it wanted yes. to eat goat
2: <laughs> i see what you <laughs> did there yeah
1: <laughs> yep so it's it's just a different approach different approach to the game mm. character the world so yeah
2: same thing with ariel we're gonna see her go fist to fist Hand to hand.
0: Yep, because I am taking a break from spellcasting.
2: Paul to Paul. Paul to Paul. And
0: Monk is my favorite class.
2: So, Daniel, what do you got for us? I will be playing the
3: Fire Genasi Ranger oh. named Flint.
0: Oh, nice. <laughs> I like
2: it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell me there's a just as creative of a last name. Uh, I thought about going with Cole. Flinkle (laughs) I love it and it's spelled (laughs) (laughs) C-O-A-L how about you do you have a uh, accent or a way you're gonna talk yet
3: I think I have his personality mostly figured out if he speaks a certain way I'm not sure yet but I think it's gonna be a personality that's gonna really rub you wrong Mm. you not the rest of the group probably Mm. but you
2: (laughs) Because cause tariff wasn't enough,
3: <laughs> it's gonna really burn you.
1: Oh, boo! Oh, <laughs> boo. boo. <laughs>
2: Take him, get him off stage.
1: I hate to announce it, guys, but Daniel won't be uh, participating in the second season, he's uh, been canceled.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Mark's not here. Uh, act- um,
1: actually, I'll be playing. Uh, <laughs> fun sponge. Sit back down, fun sponge. I'm a fun sponge with uh, legs. I'm just going to follow the party around and suck up all this all the fun.
2: <laughs> we we rag on Mark too much. <laughs> uh, no, Mark is going to be playing. I'm not sure about his class because uh, he's bouncing around a couple times, but he is going to be playing none other than a red cap. And that's going to be great. Red cap fun sponge. Red cap fun sponge. <laughs> Golly. So, before we call this episode quits, it's one more thing I want to talk about. We talked about our happy moments. We talked about some of the best moments. We talked about some of the, you know, weaving, turning moments and where we anticipate our characters to go versus where they went. What we didn't talk about was the saddest moments of the podcast. So, What was the saddest moments for you guys?
0: Mine would have to be when Blix was talking over Gaston's body.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: And then another one would be Ampersand.
2: I cried in both of those situations. And I tried not to because I had to push through and I had to DM, but... I was wiping tears out of my eyes. Even now, I'm starting to tear up just thinking about it. It was hard. Both of those situations, was hard as as the DM.
0: Yeah, that was... Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Ouch, my heart.
2: (laughs) (sighs) Travis knows how to play us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I tried to do it. I tried to do it with the family ties, and the first time I ran into Charlie again, and I just wanted to make everybody cry.
2: Well, you did it. You made us sad. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mr. No Emotion? <laughs> That's not me. That's Tariff. It's different. He has Oh uh, No, those,
3: those two were sad deaths. He just didn't show it. It was sad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or when Ampersand got all serious, when he had the time limit to save Tariff. And he got all serious. That was sad before even getting there because he had that time frame of him to do it. And he had to get all serious with Charlie.
2: Oh, yeah. That, that seemed like that was pretty sad. Yeah. It was. <clears throat> I think towards the end when, terror, when uh, Ampersand became a part of the pod is surely when we started to explore some really sad moments. You know, and and the thing is, is that we we pride ourselves on being a fun loving group and just a good old fashioned comedy D anD D pod. But you got to have those tearjerker moments, and I think between Ampersand and Osman and Tariff and even Gaston, I think we got those tearjerker moments. Oh
0: God, Ampersand's entire backstory. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't dive into uh, Osmond's very much, mm-hmm. but he did have a really sad backstory. But Ampersand's got him beat. That was <laughs> that was sad.
2: Yeah, for those of you trying to follow along with Ampersand's backstory, essentially, he had journeyed with uh, he journeyed away from his clan.
1: Um, he went on adventures with Charlie.
2: Yeah, and. and- You go ahead. You go ahead, Travis. uh, He
1: went on adventures with Charlie, which allowed him to go to other points in time and dimensions and other realities. And if you wonder why Ampersand talks like such an idiot, it's because Charlie taught him how to talk. Charlie taught him how to speak common. And Charlie, if you listen to Charlie, Charlie's an idiot. And he used Ampersand as his muscle. So he taught him to speak just like a big dumb brute because that's all Charlie needed. Well, (laughs) Charlie put ampersand in a bag of holding and forgot where he put the bag at. So ampersand was in that bag of holding in that bag for about 300 years. In that time, uh, ampersand, his mountain drifter clan, um, lots of things went down, Aaron, Aaron, what went down with that
2: so essentially during this time frame the uh giant that was self-proclaimed king and so yeah this he was in charge of the clan of giants and goliaths and he had become crazed with power shortly after ampersand went on his quests and right after he had been forgotten in the bag is when none other than Ampersand's father and the ruler of this clan had decided to take a twisted turn and try to make deals with evil beings to become an all powerful being himself. Um, his son his adopted son was a silver dragon, uh, known as Tice and tice had gone basically to find help he had left the clan to find help to stop his father uh, but did not accomplish said task because when he returned the black dragon who was appointed over them as a guardian had been slain and the people who refused to follow his father had also been slain Uh, It was here that Tice learned that the black dragon who had been slain was none other than his own father, Oh, his true father. Did
1: not know that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yikes.
2: (laughs) Um, And he went on a bout of vengeance and ended up slaying uh, his adoptive father and Ampersand's father in the process, which left the remaining mountain drifters without leader and this is where mara came in to give them a powerful leader and someone to follow and they started to turn towards the tides of evil and betrayed their kind their clan and their uh, honor code
1: so all that happened <clears throat> Ampersand mm-hmm. gets out of the bag all he wants to do is go on an adventure and journey and the more he's he when he finds out from the black dragon some little bits of information ampersand's first thought is that his clan his bloodline his family they were all killed because he wasn't there to protect all of them so and that's how i was playing it was every time i learned more information it was he, ampersand he he was Saying to himself, like this has happened. This happened because I wasn't there. This happened because I was selfish and went on my own. This has happened because I didn't stay with the clan and do what what a Goliath is supposed to do. So everything, everything in that season, as he's learning information, he's assuming and he's taking on all the guilt himself.
2: Yeah, and I mean, Osman had a pretty shit backstory too, like. If you want to brief him on that, because we didn't really get much of a backstory for Osmond.
0: Yeah. So Osmond clearly wasn't Osmond. It was Raina. And she was an ASMR. Or an ASMR, however you want to pronounce it, because I don't know. And her mother was a prostitute. Don't know who the dad was. It was the I forget his name.
2: It was the uh, fallen archangel.
0: Yeah. Whatever his name was. Tamriel. Tamriel. And so she was born and her mother absolutely hated her, despised her. But then she realized that she could heal people. So she used her to heal people and would take the money. So this is what grew Osman's hatred towards people because nobody loved him. Everybody used him and he was tired of being used. So he ends up leaving eventually. Well, it's Reyna. Ends up leaving eventually. Going to a school to learn the warlock. And it was still Reina at that time. Until he ends up stealing the book and getting a bangle and changing into Osman because that's why at first he was Osman to try to hide so he wouldn't get arrested for stealing. But then as he grew on, he loved being Osman because people left him alone. They didn't know he was Nasimar and wanted healing. And so he l- just loved the fact that of being a man and being Osman. So that's why he chose to stay as Osmond.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, I was really hoping that we'd get to go and find his mom again, because it wouldn't be pretty <laughs>
2: because
0: he detests
2: his mom. Yeah.
1: <sighs>
2: oh. It's, oh. It's been a wild ride in season one, I'll say.
1: Say so, Some of the moments that it got to me was when Gaston found out and realized that his body that he was looking for had been dead for a while and he could never get that body back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when Reyna decided that Reyna was more comfortable as Osman and made that choice and, you know, went from Reina to just being Osman and that's what made osman happy so and then finding out you know finding out that that's that's who osman really was it was never really reina i never felt comfortable as reina but was comfortable as osman and decided yeah. that's that's it and gave up quite a bit when when you know she stopped being reina and became osman and he became osman
2: mm-hmm it's been a wild ride and I'm sad to say that it's over, but I'm excited to see what the future holds for us. So with all that being said, first off, I want to personally thank all of our wonderful patrons throughout this year. You. You have all been incredible. Um, I want to thank everyone who listens because you're just as incredible. I. Uh, we would not have gotten this far without both the patron support and the listener support. Um, and instead of giving you a cheesy, funny little thank you, I think hearing it directly from us that we appreciate you and we, we truly, truly, truly are humbled by your actions, both listening and, and donating on Patreon. I think it would mean a lot more. So, From all of us to you, thank you.
1: Thank you, dear listener. We couldn't have done it without you. We could have done it, but it'd be pointless. You came along and gave us meaning. And from that, I thank you from the very bottom of my giant heart.
2: (laughs) So with all that being said, thank you all for listening to season one. And we hope you join us in season two. Now, the last announcement we have is moving forward to make sure that we deliver the best content we can for you and we can start delivering more Patreon-exclusive content. Season 2 and moving forward into the unforeseeable future will be episodic releases every two weeks. Um, it's not because we want to deliver less content. It's because we want to deliver better quality and more to the patrons. And... Uh, We cannot continue to push ourselves as hard as we have uh, doing all the podcasts we do because it is really draining on us. We love you guys and we want to make sure we give you the best stuff. So um, we've decided to kind of of pull the reins back on some things. Um, But yeah, hopefully moving forward, uh, you know, honestly, we can start to afford to, you know, pay people to. Uh, do the edits so we can do we can produce more episodes and you know more things and we can you know afford to do the things we need to do to make sure we produce more content and better content for you so um, but right now we're gonna go ahead and do two-week releases but with all that being said thank you all for listening tune in in two weeks
1: goodbye listeners (laughs) thanks I was mouse snapped.
2: Hey, everybody, it's the Almighty Grit. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We love making these and we're going to keep getting better. Big shout out to all our patrons again. Thank you so much for everything you do. And thank you all for listening. You're just as wonderful. You guys are awesome, incredible. We love you. Without all of you, this show wouldn't be worth it. As always, intro, outro. were done by Joseph McDade. Wonderful artist. Go check him out. Links in the show notes below. And if you want to hear more of our ridiculous antics, you can go check out one of our other shows on the Robots Radio Network, Call of Cthulhu, Mythos Mysteries, or Cyberpunked our cyberpunk red live play podcast, or you can join us on Patreon where we post all our episodes ad free and exclusive episodes. Next one coming up dungeon dragons, mad libs. And if you want to chat with us, we're always available, always ready to talk on discord at the robots radio network, discord links in the show notes below, or you can hit us up on Twitter at four underscore crit. And if you love the show, Let us know. Leave a review. We love them. We love to see them. (laughs) And it helps us grow. Uh, Tell a friend. We love welcoming new friends of our own. Till next time, everybody. Keep those crits natural.
4: Hey, all you wannabe raiders out there. It's your bestest girl, Rose, coming at you up from top of the world. Now it's time for your local traffic and weather. Welp, looks like almost everyone's still dead, so traffic is at a standstill. <laughs> And now a word from our sponsor, because they're totally not bribing me with massive amounts of chems or anything. Seems as the stuffed shirts are back at the White Springs, playing games with that total loser modus. But hey, that's your thing, whatever. So if all you squares wanted to hear more, totally sort of, but maybe not boring stories about rebuilding Appalachia and being all goody-two-shoes, Definitely not Raiders. Check out this thing they call a podcast. The Modus Files. Whatever that's supposed to be. On Spotify, iTunes, and wherever else you listen to those things. Double ugh. They're not paying me enough for this. Till later. This is Rose. Raiders rule!
0: Hi, I'm FireWriter, and I'm the host of The Pixel People, a podcast dedicated to taking a close look at our favorite characters from our favorite video games, from major characters who define the course of a game's storyline to smaller characters who you might have never noticed. Every week, we go beyond the quest line to examine a particular character's story arc and choices, and discover the real-world parallels and life lessons hidden just below the surface. I hope you'll join us. You can find the Pixel People on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts.